We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hi, hello, it is Josh Bo, one of the many editors over at MavsMoneyBall.com, coming to you with another edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. This time, another celebratory edition as the Mavericks win against Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland, 120-112. to 112. As you can tell, since I am starting out with the intro here for tonight's podcast, Kirk Henderson, our editor-in-chief, is taking the night off. He's got some... He's a, he's a DNP CD flu-like symptoms, so uh, he's going to have the night off. Uh, but joining me tonight, uh, very excited to have our, our very own Ben Zadell on the podcast. You've no doubt, if you've been reading Mavs Moneyball for the last 12 months, you've seen Ben's name on the site an awful bit. Uh, he's done tremendous work for us uh, this season, uh, not just game day coverage, but uh, everything in between. Uh, ben, how's it going? Thanks for joining. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, it's always fun to get, uh, you know, I know me and Kirk kind of bogart these podcasts, so it's always nice when we can mix it up a little bit and get the rest of the staff on here. Uh, you're picking a good one, I think, Ben, yeah. to, to record. I mean, this was a, 
awesome game. I mean, it, there were, there are points in the first half where it was pretty frustrating considering the Mavericks defense was just MIA, but uh man, everything everything in the second half was just aces and I don't know about you. I know Luca has scored more points in a game. I know he's had more rebounds in a game and more assists in a game, but this felt like one of his I don't know, it just felt like one of his best games. I mean, 35 9 and 13 is the line he finished with. Uh, and I know he's had better games statistically, but there's just something about him tonight, the way that he seemingly did everything that the team needed him to do at every moment of the game. Uh, it was just fantastic to watch him play. What'd you think? Yeah, it looked like one of those games where he said, Hey, I'm not going to let us lose tonight. One of those mm-hmm. superstar games that, you know, that's why you have a superstar on your team is to, you know, these games like tonight where they started out kind of flat, um, especially on defense. I think they were scoring pretty well. Um, but on defense, they were just, you, you could tell it was going to be one of those games where they really just um, gave up too many points, especially in the first half. Um, but Luca just kind of bared down. And it was, uh, I think someone in our, our group chat mentioned it. It was the different ways that he dominated. Like you said, he ended up with, I think, was it 35 points? Um, and then 13 assists. Um, he, I think he had eight assists in the first quarter alone. Yeah. So it was like, you know, in the first quarter, it's like, okay, you know, they need me to pass and make plays. And then later on, as the game kept going, it was, you know, they need me to score. And so just the, the, several different ways he dominated and then like i said kind of put them we always talk about that you know hey you know superstar x put this team on his back and put him to the win a lot of times they just kind of they played good but they really did have some help tonight um outside of dorian finney smith i think that really he really stepped up I'm sure we'll talk about him in a minute but um he really did kind of just put the mavs on his back and say hey you know this is the second night of a back-to-back uh we're not losing tonight so yeah that's how i felt too um like you said he kind of did whatever they needed from like you know he had eight assists in the first quarter and then in the third quarter where the mavericks were trailing at halftime he just came out and blitzed them i think he had like 19 in the third and the mavericks outscored the Cavs 39 to 22 and that was the game really i mean uh the Cavs actually outscored the mavs in the fourth quarter uh by three points so that third quarter was really what won them the game and he was just it was just amazing um he only had three turnovers and considering how much he was involved in seemingly every possession i mean he's always involved in like almost every possession but i mean he was really he felt responsible for like almost all of their points in that third quarter i mean he scored 19 of the 39 i'm sure he had a couple of assists too so i mean that was just that was awesome to watch he had two blocks and a steal which was kind of funny uh you know defensively putting up some numbers i know he's improved defensively but it's still fun to watch but yeah i don't <laughs> i'm running out of things to say like he he did everything i mean he was at the rim he was mid-range you know he was three of six from three kind of curious that he like he only shot six threes which feels like a low number for him uh yeah. and he only had four free throws which was was also kind of odd like i mean he did so much damage uh inside the three-point line i'm surprised he didn't have more uh free throw attempts but uh, I mean, he, the Cavs couldn't really do anything against him. I mean, it was it was amazing to watch. Um, they tried doubling him, and like you said, he had those eight assists, and then they tried to mix it up a little bit uh, with some single coverage and switching, and, and he just dominated that as well. Uh, I mean, he was 5 of 12 in the paint, uh, not restricted area, which I know doesn't sound great, but it, it is pretty decent. Uh, he was shot around right around league average and then he was five of seven at the rim. So, I mean, he was, 
he was all paint tonight, uh, which was really fun to watch. Um, yeah, really anything just, else you got on Luca? Yeah, just total control of the game, man. You know, yeah. we 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 talk like I said. I, there's a lot of these cliches that we use to talk about these you know players in basketball, but really, I mean, they're cliches for a reason. You know, so yeah, tonight he put the team on his back and really controlled the game, the pace of the game, um, especially when you know the special, that first half the Cavs were really just getting out running, and he just kind of kept things under control and played at the pace that the Mavericks wanted to play at. So just huge game. Yeah. And like you said, um, he he did put the team on his back, but we have to talk about Torian Finney-Smith. Career high, 28 points, 6 of 12 from 3, 10 of 16 from the floor. Uh, I mean, there were moments in the in the third quarter where uh, Kevin Love was guarding uh, Dorian. I might write on this like tonight because it was it was so obvious. And Love had no, you know, Kevin Love is getting up there in his age, and he's never been known as a great defender. And and um, he had no business, like no intention of like running out and running out and closing out on shooters. And I think the Cavs tried to put him on Dorian Finney Smith just to hide him, since Dorian usually just kind of sits in the corner. And Luca and the Mavericks smartly just ran at love with Dorian, whether it was Dorian saying a screen or kind of using Dorian's man for dribble handoffs or kind of dribbling towards Dorian and getting love to kind of cheat off of him. I mean, they just, they just isolated and attacked love so hard. And Dorian like was just making pick and pop catch and shoot threes, like nothing. Um, It was pretty, I mean, he was, he was absolutely locked in in the third quarter. He made three three-pointers he was three of five from three he made two from above the above the break and then one in the corner um and you know Doran's actually you know he's been hot or cold with his three-point shot this year so that was really fun to watch but it was also fun to watch just the Mavs just exploiting a matchup like that so hard I mean it was like they were just going to keep doing it until Cleveland did something else and I think uh the something else they did was they took Kevin Love out of the game right uh it was it was amazing uh what'd you what'd you think oh he's I've always I've kind of been critical of Dorian Finney-Smith in the past um, because I think a lot of his shots, you know, he 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 has this good three point percentage uh, number, and so people look at it and say, "Hey, look, you know, it's a really good percentage. You know, he's a good three point shooter." Um, but I've always pointed out a lot of those attempts were wide open. You know, he's left wide open, and so he, he should actually shoot higher. Um, he's starting to kind of creep into that, you know, good good three point shooting percentage no matter what uh, where i think maybe teams are going to stop leaving him open um so that that'll definitely help the map spacing so i think you know if he keeps having games like tonight that that'll be huge uh, for the mavericks because and he doesn't have to shoot six for 12 you know something like that but just um just make teams you know we, we saw it a lot with christos porzingis when he was here um he actually wasn't that great of a you know he wasn't this lock lockdown shooter that everybody thought he was but teams thought he was and so that kind of mattered more than the actual shooting percentage and so if he can keep having nights like tonight and maybe into the playoffs um get defenses thinking about him out there on the perimeter rather you know like you said they, the cleveland started out just parking kevin love on him because they're like okay we you know we can get away with love on defense because finney's just going to stand in the corner and wait for threes and you know if he hits them you know, fine, we're probably going to lose anyway, which is what happened. <laughs> um, so, if, like I said, if they can get teams to start reacting to Dorian Finney-Smith, um, I think that'll help a lot of that spacing make life easier on the guards like uh, Dinwiddie and Brunson and Luka going into the playoffs. So, um, I guess, like I said, 
for me, it's more the illusion of, of him being a great shooter than the actual great shooter will help a lot more. Um, so just, yeah, games like tonight, if he could put up a lot of these going into the playoffs, maybe you've got teams thinking about him a lot more on the perimeter and that just help, makes the offense even more scary. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it feels like the Mavericks are unbeatable when Dorian scores. I mean, when Dorian scores in double figures, they they win most of the time. When he gets over 15, they feel unbeatable. And when he scores 20, I think they're like – they. it's like they're the greatest team in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, it's like, kind of well, – this is a throwback way back in the day, like the 2016, but it was kind of like when um, – I can't remember the exact number, of course, because it's a million years ago, but uh, when Josh uh, Howard would score like 20-plus points uh, for that Mavs team, they were like, you know, 23-0 and 0 or something like that, so – um, you know, not comparing Dorian uh, Finney-Smith to Josh Howard at all, but you know, just having that third guy there that can score like that really puts your team at another level. So. Yeah, and it was needed without Spencer Dinwiddie, who was uh, having the night off, second night of a back-to-back, and I think this was third and four nights too. So, obviously, with him coming off the ACL injury, um, they're they're being cautious about that. That kind of cropped up in this game uh, when Luca was on the bench. The team did not look good for in the first half and and uh, for a lot of stretches in the first half. Fourth quarter was a little bit better. They survived those non Luca minutes at the start of the fourth way better, but they also had a lead to play with, which I think definitely helped. Um, the starters pulled their weight. You know, it wasn't just Dorian. You know, Bullock only had nine, but he was three of seven from three, which you'll take, uh, especially with he had the, the difficult task of having to chase Darius Garland, who was awesome tonight. Uh, and Bullock did his best, but Garland had a great game. Uh, Powell took advantage of the fact that there was no Mobley and there was no uh, no Jarrett Allen. I mean, the the Cavs were playing Moses Brown, former former Mavericks great Moses Brown, if you want to call him that. Uh, and Laurie Markkinen as their bigs and Kevin Love. Like, they did not play a defensive big, defensive-minded big tonight at all. So, like, Powell took advantage, like, perfectly in the pick and roll. I mean, he was just getting wide-open lobs, wide-open dunks, uh, layups, you know, getting fouled near the rim because, I mean, Cleveland just did not have a big that could keep up. And then Brunson had a nice little game uh, as well, kind of quietly scored 18 points uh, on 14 shots. I just – don't remember seeing him do much throughout the game, but the fourth quarter he had a couple of good buckets while Luca was on the bench to keep things where they're at. Uh, and then the bench did really nothing. Uh, Maxi Kleba uh, made his first two shots. They were both three pointers, and I think everyone on Twitter and some people in our Slack was like, "Ah, that's it. He's fixed." And then <laughs> he missed every single shot after that, and they were horrible misses, like not yeah. even close. So the Maxi conundrum continues but they like the weird thing is is they just they keep winning games despite the fact that you know you would say when things are normal he's one of their five most important players um and he's just fallen off the map offensively and then you know with no Dinwiddie there just really wasn't much that the bench could do Um, yeah I mean I think the bench combined for 12 15 points total 15 so 15 of their of their 120. So, I mean, it was really heavily on the starters tonight on a second night of back-to-back, which is pretty tough. A lot of guys played big minutes. I mean, Bullock played 42 minutes, which is nuts. Uh, Uh, Finney Smith was at 37, Brunson 39, Luca 38. So it was a good thing that they kind of saved their legs a little bit, blown out the Lakers last night because they needed everyone to finish the game. What did you kind of think of 
everyone else. Yeah, I think if they uh, didn't blow out the Lakers last night, they'd probably lose this game um, because they were just really – they came out. You could tell it was the second night of a back-to-back. They were really – all the, the hustle – stats you know they were really down in um like the the first half they the Cavs outscored them 8-0 on fast breaks um 12-5 on second chance points um i can't remember the offensive rebounding stats but they were down off you know they are out rebounding the Mavs on the offensive end um so they were really just kind of take you know had more energy than the Mavericks which again makes sense because the Mavs were on the second night of a back to back and had to travel to Cleveland um but then you know the Mavs uh kind of uh like I said I I think if they didn't have those light minutes last night and the easy game um they wouldn't have been able to come back like they did in the second half and just really get the energy like I said the the fast break points were four to four in the second half and then they outscored the Cavs eight to two on second chance so it kind of flipped in the second half um that they were able to find their energy um and I think just a lot of that was from you know uh, not having those heavy minutes, like you mentioned against the Lakers. Um, it, it, you don't love that they're playing a ton of minutes. Like you, like, you know, some of those guys you mentioned this late in the season, you wish that you could kind of wrap things up and maybe not get some of those guys, but their bench is really, it's one of those when they're missing a guy or two, the, the, the depth of this team is really exposed or like the lack of depth, I guess. And depth is one of those things that's kind of overrated, you know, in the, in the playoffs it really is not that big a deal but for games like tonight you know like i said it would have been nice to have i think frank nilakino was not available i think he you nope. know having him in there would have um helped spell some of those minutes um just some playable guy you know you tim hardaway jr being out you know he's yeah you know do you love him or hate him whatever i'm sure there's lots of opinions but he's a you know top eight rotation guy um and so just having those minutes available uh is super helpful and it feels like the Mavs have had a struggle with that for like two to three years now where if they're missing one or two regular rotation players it's just a you know falls off um afterwards and so um that you know that's a story for another day that you know they really just need to address that where if a guy or two is out then you know it's not just the catastrophic drop off like it is like we saw tonight but again they you know like you said they keep winning so yeah. um you know like look you know what are you what are you going to do the team is i don't know it's just, it's not clicking but they just keep winning it's really weird <laughs> yeah the, uh, i was looking at like cleaning the glass or earlier today and i see i've been doing it like for the last couple of days because i keep waiting to see if things change and like the mavericks have just been Last two weeks, last three weeks, they've just been a middle of the pack team by you know offensive rating and, and defensive rating. Uh, like they're something like ninth in offense and like twentieth in defense and like you know sixteenth or fifteenth in net rating. And yeah, you know they're winning despite that. I mean, they just the when they lose, they seemingly just have these really bad losses. Like the last couple of losses, the Charlotte loss was just a huge blowout. The Memphis, the Minnesota loss was a huge blowout. Uh, and then when they win, they kind of have games like tonight where they look dominant for stretches, but the final score is maybe not as indicative of how dominant they were at times. You know, it's still, you know, this was still an eight-point win. You know, the the Utah game ended up being a little closer than I think people wanted it to, the Utah win. Um, you know, they beat Minnesota by two in that win a couple weeks ago. So that's probably skewing the numbers a little bit. Uh, and also, you know, these guys are probably like, I mean, we've been talking about it in Slack. These guys are probably tired. I mean, the rotation is just shot with the way the bench is and, you know, 
making that trade, that Kristaps trade, you know, Bertans has not been as reliable as they wanted to give him minutes. So it's really just felt like a seven man rotation a lot of nights. So when one then, guy is out like Dinwiddie, it really compounds itself. Yeah. So, and the defensive scheme they're playing is really tough. I mean, it's a mm-hmm. lot of rotating and, you know, closing out and, um, especially for the bigs, you know, for Cleva and uh, Powell. Um, Powell seems to be holding up um, pretty well. Uh, Maxi, you know, I think that's a lot of his offensive struggle. I think he's worn out. He, he's asked to do a, probably a lot more on defense um, than than you would say he's capable of. I, I, I don't know if that makes sense. I, I, it's not that he's capable of because he plays it well. It's just a lot to ask of a guy, um, especially a 30-year-old guy, to – do all the switching that he does and, you know, and contain some of these uh, wings that he ends up matched up on, but then also go down and kind of bang in the paint and, uh, you know, get rebounds and, and, and play defense on big. So he, he's doing a lot and I just hope they can figure out a way to get him some rest. Um, it's almost, you know, they're um, possibly tonight could be, you know, by the morning, they could be the three seed. And so I know there's a lot of, um, you know, the the natural thing to do is to, you know, want to win as many games as possible and, you know, get as high a seat as possible. But almost part of me wishes that they had like locked in a four seat or something and they couldn't go up so they could rest uh, some of these guys, you know. <laughs> yeah. But um, but then again, that, you know, getting the three seat is to get on that other side of the bracket from the Suns is also tempting. So I don't foresee them, you know, trying to rest anybody so yeah you make a good point that the it's such a shame that the this winning stretch they've been on since february seemingly every other team around them in the standings is either is is winning just as much like they're only you know it it took until you know minnesota just lost it took until what there's five games left in the season for them to clinch not being in the plan which considering how many time how many games they've won since february is ludicrous um they they were seemingly stuck in that five seed purgatory for like three weeks despite the fact that they would like keep winning like seven out of ten eight out of ten six out of ten game stretches uh every ten game stretch uh finally you know utah golden state and denver they in minnesota they seem to be slowing down a little bit which is allowing the mavericks some breathing room but everything is still like two game three game lead for them uh you know, in terms of who they're ahead of, you know, they don't want to fall back as much as they're, as much as they're chasing the three seed, they don't want to fall back to five, uh, despite, you know, they got like a two game lead there, but it's still, like you said, it's enough to where they can't, you know, these last couple, this, this last month of the season, these April games, you would hope that they, with how good they were, that they'd be able to take advantage of that. But the West is so crazy that they're just going to have to play all, keep playing all these guys. Uh, thankfully, uh, this was one of the last difficult games they're going to play. After this, you could only they're playing at Milwaukee on Sunday, April third, and that is the only game out of the remaining five of like legitimately good teams. Uh, they play San Antonio to finish the season, but San Antonio's, you know, they're the they're clinging to the tenth spot. Yeah. West Washington, Detroit, Portland are all tanking, so they might finally have some opportunities if they can take care of business to you know maybe not sit guys out for an entire game, but maybe sit guys out for like a fourth quarter or like a, or something like that, like what they did in the Lakers game. So we'll see, but man, it's crazy. April's here. This was the last game of March. There's five games left. It's Uh, it's exciting. I'm ready for the playoffs, man. Like this has been kind of a long slog of a season. And um, 
I don't know, man. It's just, I'm excited. It feel, I guess the previous two years kind of felt like inertia, especially when they got locked into playing the Clippers the second year in a row. And it looks like knock on wood, they're not going to play the Clippers this year. So it feels just (laughs) like a little bit refreshing, a little bit different. So, you know, I'm excited. Um, I'm a little, you know, we're talking about the not being able to rest down the stretch here. This is where I kind of get irritated with the first month and a half probably of the season uh, where I felt like, you know, they were trying to be a little too cute with the offense. And if they had just, you know, kind of rolled out what they've been doing for the last few months, um, we'd be talking about the Mavs, maybe, you know, going head to head with the Grizzlies for the two seed or something like that. Um, But, you know, that's, you know, can't do anything about that now. So, right. Exactly. And this season does feel, like way more of a grind than normal and i've theorized that like you know the bubble the bubble season had basically like an an extra off season like right in the middle of it with the league shut down uh and then the next season after that was i can not only a shorter schedule you know by 10 games but also like super condensed uh so it felt like it was a lot of games but in the time frame it, it was significantly shorter this is like the first normal quote unquote normal NBA season we've had in like three years. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's why it feels longer than normal because we haven't had a normal NBA season in so long. So either way, um man, they just like they just keep winning. Uh, <laughs> it's really it's really fun to watch. I'd rather them just keep winning than and just keep losing. So we'll see. Um down the stretch we'll see what we can get out before the playoffs start. Keep you you know keep your eyes on Mazmoneybelt.com. We'll try to get some stuff up on the site. I know everyone was Everyone on staff is is a little worn out considering uh, the length of this season and, and the ups and downs, but we'll try to get some good content out there for y'all. And, of course, we'll be potting after every game. And Kirk is a maniac, and he has a flu, but he's still re- currently recording a green room, so you'll see that <laughs> on your feed uh, if, you've, if you've woken up on a Thursday morning uh, to listen to, your, to, to us tonight so, uh, or us today. So there's a lot going on, and despite the fact that there's five games left in the regular season, there's still a lot up in the air. We don't know who the Mavericks are going to play. We don't know who their seeding is going to be. So it'll be fun. We'll, we're going to learn a lot in about the next uh, week and a half. So, Ben, thanks for joining me, pitch hitting for Kirk tonight. I really appreciate it, and we need to have you on again sometime. Soon. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. Yeah, well, let's get out of here. Let's enjoy our early game ending uh, love the 6 p.m local times uh because i get to go to bed before midnight if i want to <laughs> mavericks beat the cleveland cavaliers in cleveland 120 to 112 this is maz Moneyball after dark for ben and josh bow good night Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, Just go to cars.com. It's magical.